Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. Let me read for you the verse that's been the main verse in our Dare to Hope series. And that has been Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19 through 24. And this is where I cue the silly joke about not finding hope scriptures in the book of Lamentations, but we found one. Lamentations 3.19 from the New Living Translation says, The thought of my suffering and my homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Amen. Isn't that a good word today? Isn't that encouraging to your heart this morning? The Lord is my inheritance, and because of that, I will hope in him. Amen. So there is no review today, as I normally would do, uh, to review what we talked about last week. But I want to jump right into what we want to talk about today. So I've asked you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Hallelujah. The title of my message, this is part five of our Dare to Hope series, and the title is A Call to Hope. A Call to Hope. We've talked about a lot of good things. We talked about being purveyors of hope. We talked about defeating despair. We talked about framing the future because of our faith and hope working together. And then last week we talked about a a funny title, Side Dishes. What are the things that come with hope? And we found out that peace and joy come with hope. Today we're looking at a call to hope, and we read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in the hope of your calling. Now I want to read this to you from the New Living Translation. It reads, for there is one body and one spirit, watch this, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Isn't that good? Just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. You and I, as the church of Jesus Christ, have been called to one glorious hope for the future. You remember how we've been talking about this idea that hope has to do with the future, that hope has to do with future things. When we talk about hope, we don't need hope in the present, right? If, if I hope that, uh, you know, the, that the Panthers win the Super Bowl, not going to happen, but if I, if I hope that the Panthers win the Super Bowl and they win it, I stop hoping, 
because the thing I've been hoping for has already happened. So hope is always a future tense thing. It's always an expectation. You remember we defined it as an, an earnest expectation, a heartfelt expectation. I'm here to tell you that our hope, when we say our hope is in God, what we're saying is that we expect that God is going to be exactly who he said that he was going to be, not just right now, but in the future when I need him to be who he said that he was going to be, right? That's what hope looks like. And, and Paul just gives us this awesome promise here saying, and it, it, it's, it's two things. It's a promise and it's instructions at the same time. He says that we have been called to one glorious hope for the future. I like what Pastor Chris Hodges says. Y'all know who Pastor Chris Hodges is? Church of the Highlands, the biggest church in America. He says, the church mobilized is the hope of the world. The church mobilized is the hope of the world. You say, but pastor, I thought that Jesus was the hope of the world. Well, he is. But guess what? He picked somebody to live in named you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Jesus picked a body to live in, his body, your body. Amen? He picked you to live in. He gave you a new identity. He gave you a new name. He gave you a new calling. He, he adopted you into part of a new family. He set you up with a whole new destiny, and he made his home right on the inside of you. So Jesus very much is the hope of the world. And you know what else? You being mobilized to live according to what Jesus has put on the inside of you is the hope that the world needs. Jesus is the hope of the world, and so by extension, we become the hope of the world when we begin to live like Jesus is living in us. Let me read that again for those taking notes or who just ever wants to shout again. So by extension, we become the hope of the world when we begin to live like Jesus is living in us. That is how we get mobilized, and that is how the world finds hope. Look at what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What is that scripture talking about? That scripture is talking about the dynamic that happens on the inside of your heart when you receive Jesus and when Jesus begins to live big in you. You know that when Jesus begins to live big in you, you can't keep him trapped in for too long. Amen? He's got to come out. I remember hearing a quote from a, from a preacher. He said, you know, he said, Christians... The problem with Christians is that we're sponges. We absorb a lot, but we also leak. You ever squeeze a sponge? What happens? This just leaks out. Well, that's the idea. When you get so filled with God, there reaches a tipping point. So you can, how many of you have taken a sponge before and run it under some water? You can get the sponge a little bit wet, and it'll be wet, and it'll stay damp for a long time until it just air dries over time. But there's a tipping point when you get so much fluid, so much water into that sponge that the sponge just doesn't have capacity to hold it anymore and it just starts to run out all over the counter or over your hand or whatever. That's the idea that Jesus would live big in us and him being so big in us and so loud in us and so free in us has to start seeping out of us at some point. Yes. Amen? That's God's design 
for the church. That is the church being mobilized. Now listen to this same verse from the Passion Translation. Y'all don't mind if I get my preach on a little bit before we make our announcement, right? You okay with that? Okay. Listen to this same verse, Galatians 2.20, from the Passion Translation. It says, My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah, and now it no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Whoo, my goodness. How many of you could use Jesus dispensing his life into yours a little bit more? Amen? You see, guys, we are called with a calling to let Jesus live big on the inside of us. The beautiful thing about hope is that when it begins to happen in us, it it builds momentum. Hope is designed to build momentum in your life. That the more that you stick with it, the longer you walk with God, the the more that he begins to reveal himself to you. He pours out of you and he begins to affect the world around you. It's the way that he designed it to be. You know, I was meditating on a verse this week. This is not in my notes, and I have a lot of things to cover, so I need to be careful how long I go down this rabbit trail here. But the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 21, I was meditating on this. Jesus says that he would reveal himself or manifest himself to us. It's an incredible scripture, John 14, 21. When you get a chance, go read it. Write it down and go read it. Jesus says that when we love him, we keep his commandments. And as we keep his commandments, he and the Father begin to fellowship with us. And as they fellowship with us, he reveals himself to us. Isn't that amazing? Somebody needs an ambulance. It just went by. There we go. Isn't that incredible? That Jesus himself, the maker of heaven and earth, actually wants to reveal himself to you. That's what Paul's alluding to in Galatians when he says, it's no longer me that's living. Christ lives in me. That's the power of what he's talking about in Ephesians 4 when he says, we've been called to one body and one spirit. Every person in the body of Christ has a part to play in being the hope of the world. Amen? If you've ever wondered or wanted to know what your calling was, anybody ever wanted to know what their calling was? Anybody watching online, you ever wondered, what am I called to do? Where am I called to go? Who am I called to be? A big part of your calling is spelled out in the scripture we just read in Ephesians chapter 4. You are called to one body and empowered by one spirit into one glorious hope for the future. One body, one spirit. Let's talk about that for a second. The phrase one body and one spirit, do you know what it means? It means one purpose. It means one purpose. You know the body of Christ has a single purpose? I mean, it's expressed differently in different church bodies around the world. It's, it's even expressed differently in different churches in our county. Right? There's lots of great churches, okay? There's lots of great churches. And, and in, in each and every individual church, there's, there are specific things that God has called those churches to do and to be. Yeah. 
But when you step back and you view it from 30,000 feet, the church, big C, has one purpose. The entire body of Christ is called to teach and to demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And do you know what that gospel is? It's hope. It's hope to the hurting person. That gospel is a gospel of hope. Jesus, what did Jesus say in Luke chapter 4, verse 18? said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim recovery of sight to the blind and open the prison doors to them who are in prison. The gospel is an incredible message of the hope that Jesus loves you enough to die for you and actually improve your life on your way to heaven. Amen? It's a gospel of hope, and that is our calling. It might look a little different from church to church, but the church, big C, is called into one body, empowered by one spirit, into one glorious hope. Now, I've been thinking a lot about this, thinking a lot about how far we as our church have come this week as I've been preparing for today's message and to talk about our announcement and all these things. I've been thinking a lot about our, our past as a ministry. We turned seven in October. That's awesome. You know a lot of churches don't make it to seven. You know a lot of businesses don't make it to seven. And, and you know, seven's not that old. Yeah. Amen? I mean, for me, it feels like forever, but goodness, it's not that, it's not that old. <laughs> We're still young. You know, we, we got to give ourselves a little bit of credit sometimes. Because how many of you know comparison's the thief of joy? Sometimes you can, you can look around the room and think whatever you want to think and start to, your mind starts to go to work comparing to other experiences that you've had and other churches and all this kind of stuff. I'm not interested in other churches. Amen. I'm not interested in other churches. I mean, I am in that I want them to be successful. But we have a calling, we have a purpose in this church to do and to be who God has called us to be in this county and in this region. So I've been thinking a lot about that, and it's just super fitting that the Conklins are here this morning because it's just like, boy, it's a cool full circle kind of moment. I thought back to how, how different life looked when we were at Blowing Rock Elementary and when we were in a music room and like trying to have church, not trying, we were having church, Having church, and there's like band instruments pushed up against the wall. There was the big old bass drum and whiteboards and a piano and all this, just, you know, some kids' dirty trombones leaning up against the corner, and we're over here trying to, you know, preach the word of God. I tell you what, those days I learned lessons about how to overcome discouragement. You know, you, you, you learn a lot in the valley. I know we don't like to talk about the valley because we're mountaintop kind of people. Amen. We're mountaintop kind of people because the view's better from up here. Trust me. But you learn some things about perseverance when you walk through some challenges. You learn some things about how to overcome despair in the valley. When you think things are going to look a certain way and they just look totally different than what you expected. But you know what? God walks with us through every ounce of it. He's there walking step by step with us every step of the way, every single day. You're never alone. Amen? 
So I've thought a lot about all the things that have brought us to the place that we're at right this moment. And I, as I was thinking through all the stuff, all the different seasons that we've gone through, the different buildings that we've been in, and it was really cool to do that. It was really cool to think back this week, all the while in my spirit hearing these words, you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. You, you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. I don't care. I got, I'm going to make the announcement in like 30 seconds, but I got, a, I got one more rabbit trail. I don't care what society tells you about the future. Can we talk about this for like 30 seconds? I don't care what society tells you about the future. I don't care about the unrest that you see. I don't care about what the pundits say. I don't care about what the future experts predict the world will look like. We have been called into one glorious hope for the future. And it really does not matter what happens at the highest echelons of power in our country and in the world. No matter how high you climb in the political sphere, Jesus still put the whole world under his feet. Come on, no matter how, it doesn't matter who's in the White House or who's running the UN or who's in the European Union and who's all behind the scenes and the Illuminati and all the crazy things that everybody wants to talk about, all the secret societies and the black market and the, y'all need to quit watching so many movies. I don't care who's really running the world because I know who runs the universe and he's my dad. He happens to be my father. He happens to be my Lord, okay? So regardless of what we see, you and I have been called into one glorious hope for the future. And because of this call to hope, God has led us to make a change. God has led us to make a big change. It's announcement time. Just letting you know in case you were needed it. Beginning Sunday, January 10th, 2021, next year, we will no longer be High Country Christian Church. We will be Hope Church. We will be Hope Church. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that cool? It's no mistake that we were preaching and teaching on hope for five weeks, getting the motor primed. Because we have been called into one glorious hope for the future. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take the the last half of the message to show you a bunch of things and talk to you about why Hope Church. But guys, beginning in January, that's who we are. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Now, it's been a year in the making uh, for, for us to arrive at this And isn't that image cool? I just think that's super cool. Um, It's been a year in the making for us. In fact, around Thanksgiving of last year, I felt this nudge from the Lord in my heart. It was just me. I hadn't even talked to Brian about it yet. I started to feel this nudge from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit in my heart, and I started to ask myself the question, what would it look like if we changed the name of our church? We've been High Country Christian Church for seven years. At that time, it was a little over six, and I thought, what, what would it look like? 
One of the many things that I've learned from my dad is to not rush God's plans for your life. In fact, when we, when we still lived in Florida and we were getting, like, preparing our hearts or even thinking about entertaining the idea of moving to North Carolina to start this church, I, I went to my dad. It, I mustered up my courage because I, I really didn't want to tell him that I was moving. I was scared to tell him. And because I was his assistant pastor, I was his worship leader, I was doing a lot of stuff for him, and I was just afraid to tell him about moving. And when I finally mustered up the courage, he looked at me and he said this phrase that has become between he and I over the last 10 years, kind of a phrase that we use with each other. He said, give it to God and see if God gives it back to you. Because he's taught me over the years, you know, and neither one of us are perfect. We've made lots of mistakes. Sometimes we made mistakes together in ministry, which was fun. But, <laughs> but, but this was something that he always taught me, man. Don't rush God. Like, if you're feeling something, give it to the Lord. Give it time. Camp on it for a while. Stew over it in prayer. Keep it before the Lord. Think about it. Not just use your heart and pray. Use your head, too. What is, what is the Lord talking to you about? So I did that. I gave it to the Lord and waited for him to give it back. And I camped on this idea for a while before I told anyone. And as soon as I started to entertain the idea of a name change, the concept of Hope Church was immediate. We didn't, it's, I don't want it to sound like this was a democratic committee-led process. This was the Holy Spirit spoke to us, and I knew right away, Hope Church. We, we didn't put 25 different churches up on a whiteboard and try to pick out which name we thought had the best PR potential, right? We used the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and we, we narrowed it down. Actually, there was, there was two names that we, were, that we were looking at. It was either going to be Hope Church or it was going to be First Emmanuel Temple of the Redeemed End Time Saints Revival Center International. <laughs> Incorporated. I think we made the right decision. So I think we, I think we landed on the right decision. So, no, there was no question in our hearts. There was no question. The only, the, literally the only thing that I bounced between was, Lord, do we call it Hope Church or do we call it Hope City Church? I had both, both of those run in kind of parallel in my heart. And then the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, Boone's not a city, and I don't want to say Hope City Church in a, in a community like ours that's smaller. So... Hope Church, it was. Now, the first thing that I did was to talk to my wife about it before I talked to anybody else about it. Amen. All the wives said amen. And that's a real good idea, fellas, when it's time to make decisions. Talk to your wife about it. Yeah. Don't make decisions on your own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a lot of amens from the fellas on that one. Don't make decisions on your own. The first thing I did was talk to my wife about it. The next step that we took was to talk to our senior advisory leadership about it. So, you know, my wife and I, we have a pastor and a pastor's wife. And we, we have pastors that we, that we listen to. That we, matter of fact, I talked with Pastor Jonathan Del Turco yesterday for about an hour. We had a phenomenal conversation. He was so excited about this weekend for us. And so when, we dis, when, when Brianne and I talked about this, we kind of went around and around a little bit uh, between the two of us, one of the things my wife is so good at is helping me to figure out why I'm doing or wanting to do the thing that I'm trying to do. She was like, we have a church. It's got a great name. Why do you want to change it? 
And it wasn't, she wasn't doing that to push back against me. She was doing that to help me to determine, was I making the right thing? Was I really hearing God? How many of you know iron sharpens iron? You don't need to get mad when your spouse does something that you don't like. Maybe it's there to help you. Amen. That's not the message. Glory to God. So Brianne and I wrestled with it, and then we took it to our senior advisory leadership. And they, we had thumbs up across the board. We have not had a single ounce of pushback from any of the people that we have communicated this to over the past eight months. It has been thumbs, thumbs up and gold stars the whole way. And so we actually have uh, our pastors, Pastor Jonathan and Verna, uh, that re- they, they recorded a video uh, so that we could show that today. And we also have my parents and Pastor Ron and Denise Yutzi, uh, our board members. Our third board member is Perry, and he's sitting here today, so I didn't ask him to make a video. But let's roll some video. I want to show you, uh, introduce you to Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Verna Del Turco from International Family Church. to you and the congregation about this name change. We are so excited about God's plan for your church. And what a great name, Hope church. If there's anything this world needs today, if there's anything your community needs today, it is hope. And hope is earnest expectation. Mm -hmm. It's a yearning and desire. It's living life sitting on the edge of your seat, just waiting for God to do something great. And that's exactly what he's going to do for all of you there at Hope Church. Your world is waiting for you, and we're thrilled to be a part of it. We love you all so much and can't wait to meet you. You know, we really believe that this name change is opening up a brand new avenue of reaching more people, different kinds of people, as we like to say, a wide range of people. So get ready to be a great blessing. Get ready to bring hope to so many people's lives, families, homes, their finances. And uh, we're thrilled for you. We really are. This is a God idea. And we're thrilled to see what God's going to do for you. So big congratulations. We love you. And we can't wait to be with you. God bless you. Congratulations. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that so cool? That's our pastors. They are amazing, amazing people, and uh, we are so thrilled to be connected to them. We're so thrilled to have their oversight and their leadership. They've given such wonderful counsel to us as we've talked about making this transition to Hope Church. Um, We also have video that I want to share with you from my parents, from Pastor Randy and Anita up in Western New York. Hey guys, Hope Church of Boone. We're really excited for you guys and this change, transition that the Lord's leading you guys in. Uh, We just want to say hi and congratulations to all of you. Looking forward to the vision that God has for you. So God bless. We are thrilled and we're so excited to be a part of of what God is doing there in the high country. There's so much ahead of you. So many good things. We love you all. We will see you soon and bye-bye. God bless. Congratulations. (laughs) Amen. It's awesome. It's so cool. They're, um, there have just been, as we've, as I said, as we've talked to our leaders about this, there has just been so much good counsel and wisdom that has been coming from the people that we willingly submit our lives to. The last one is Pastor Ron and Denise Yutzi from Atlanta, Georgia. We'll go ahead and roll their tape. They are so excited. Pastor Josh and Brianne and the community of faith, that family that we love so much, yes. High Country Christian Church. Yes. Hey, something exciting is happening this weekend. I think you're aware of it, right? I mean, Pastor's been talking for the last five weeks on hope, and you know what? I I think there's a name change, a transition happening, and now the new name of the church is 
Hope Church! Yeah, and we're right. so excited, not only for the name of the church in this transition, but we're so excited of the season that you're in and what this mm. will represent to people in your community. Yes. Go ahead, baby. You got anything to share? Yes. So I just want to encourage the congregation to get behind your pastor, get behind the leadership team that's made this decision because the truth is there are people in your community that are not just hopeless but helpless and they are looking mm. for exactly what you're getting ready to bring. And just like when Mary walked into that room to talk to Elizabeth and John leaped in her mm. womb, there's something getting ready to leap in the hearts of the people yeah. as they intersect with you. So get behind this mission. Oh, what a great word. I mean, think about this. As people hear about the name Hope Church yes. and they hear about the transition, the story, it's like a magnet that attracts metal, mm -hmm. right? There's going to be a favor and a Holy oh, Spirit yeah. force yeah. Right. that yeah. is going to attract people to yes. the church, yes. to services, to that. you, yes. because they're looking for hope. They need hope. And they're looking for a family of faith. Amen. And this is a strategic hour. And we believe that this name change is for such a time as this. We support it 100%. Stand with you and are proud of you in making this step. So... Love happy, you so much. We do. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And hopefully, maybe in 2021, maybe we'll, we'll be able to come see you. Okay? And I love you guys. Yes. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you soon. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that so awesome? Uh, you know, Pastor Ron called me on Friday about, uh, you know, quarter to five, said, hey, can, can, we, can we catch up? I said, yeah. And I called him right back and, uh, as I was leaving my office. And he said, man, I, big weekend. I said, yeah, it's a huge weekend. He said, I just want to pray with you. Can I pray with you? I said, yeah. How many of you think it's cool when, when, when you have a leader that calls you to ask if they can pray for you? Isn't that awesome? And Pastor Ron, I was driving just right out this way. Pastor Ron started to unleash the favor of God over our church, and he was praying for us. And he used this word. He said, I'm praying, Father, that they would become a blanket of hope to the high country community. Isn't that awesome? Guys, these are the leaders that are with you, not just us. We pray for you. We love you. We lay our life down for you. But there are others that, that we look to that are also praying for you, that also think of you, uh, and they're excited about Hope Church. Now, let's take a look. We got a few minutes yet. yet. Y'all doing okay? I got a few more things to show you. This all right? Let's take a look at the new logo, and I'll show you some of the other cool stuff that we've been cooking up. So this is the logo as you see it. Um, and we actually have it in a few different iterations and a few different colors. This is the main logo, and this is probably the way that we'll be using it most of the time. Tim, you can go to the next slide. This is a secondary usage of the same logo and the icon by itself. The H, for those who are wondering, the swoosh thing that goes through the middle of the H is representative of water, and it's representative of a river. Um, I remember talking with Gracie a couple years ago, discovering that Watauga, Watauga County, I think it's the name Watauga in like Cherokee or something like that, means a river or many rivers. And so I think that those kind of things are super cool and, um, and oftentimes are prophetic about what God has called us to do and be as a church. And so that uh, swoosh isn't just a cool thing. It actually represents water and represents a river, the river of God that we believe is flowing through this ministry. Amen. So you see it there in some different um, colors. You can go down to the next thing. Every great church needs a great tagline. And our tagline is hope grows here. 
Hope grows here. So we, we, uh, we created some, some, some cool icons and some things that are going to go with this that will help us to market and make ourselves available in the community. Uh, another thing that we'll be announcing that will happen actually on January 10th is our new website will go live. We won't go to highcountrychristian.com anymore. We'll go to hopeboon.com. And uh, we've got a brand new website design, totally, completely redesigned from top to bottom. That's going to be rolling out January 10th. Um, and then we have some other cool stuff that we're excited to do, like printing T-shirts. We're going to do some really cool T-shirts. Hope grows here. Hope dealer. How many of you want to be a hope dealer? Praise God. I sent this slide to my friend Wes, and he's like, bro, those hope dealer shirts are going to sell out fast. They really will. Go to the next one. Here's for you, ladies. We did one in pink. Just, you know, why not? So uh, don't anybody get mad at me for doing that, please. But uh, we're excited about the merchandise that we'll be able to produce and then some other cool things like cups and pens and stuff like that that will be giveaways, things that we can actually utilize to help get the word out about our church and our community, you know? It's really cool when God does something in a body. It's even cooler when the town knows about it. Amen. When the people around them know that, hey, something good is actually happening at this place and you need to be involved. So we'll have, we'll, uh, between now and January 10th, we'll have printed materials that we'll be giving you uh, that, that you can use as invitations. Uh, part of the reason that Isaiah and is it Victoria? Uh, Valerie, sorry, I get... Isaiah and Valerie are here filming. Part of the reason they're filming is because we're making a Hope Church promotional video that we're going to use in our social media feeds and on our website. It's all coming together in real time, and I am excited about it. All right, uh, for the last few minutes, let me just close, uh, close up shop here by asking the question, why are we doing this, and what does it mean? The last thing I want you to do and the last thing I want people outside of our church to think is that we made some arbitrary decision just because we felt we had an itch that needed to be scratched and we wanted to create a new name. Why are we doing what we're doing? Number one, because God told us to. Amen? Because God told us to. Now, I don't take that statement or use that statement very lightly. God specifically has led us in, the, in this direction. One of the things we've learned is that obedience is always in our best interest when it comes to time to make decisions. Amen? Obedience is always in our best interest. What's been cool is that as we've obeyed the Lord and started moving in this direction, we've started to see the wisdom of God's plan. Hope Church is a lot simpler than High Country Christian Church. Hope Church is much easier than HCCCC. In fact, we lost two of the C's just by, it's just HC now. It's not, we just dropped two C's just like that. It's easy to remember. It's easy to search for. It's easy to type. It's easy for people to identify with. It's much more approachable and sounds less institutional and less scary to people. Not that there's anything wrong with anything institutional, but if you, you know, one of the things that I, I said to our board, I said, if you were to ask a college student or a young family or a middle-aged person, where would they rather go to church, Hope Church or High Country Christian Church? Nine times out of ten, they're going to pick Hope Church. It's much more approachable. It's like the, uh, it's like the turtle in um, Finding Nemo. Okay. Mr. Turtle is my father. 
High Country Christian Church is where your father goes to church, okay? But Hope Church is where everybody wants to be. And just having a new name repositions us in our community, and it actually gives us an opportunity to reintroduce ourselves to the community at large. Hope is something our community and our world are desperate for. You heard Denise say it in that last video. People are hurting, and they need hope. We found, as a matter of fact, Pastor Ron was the one that told me this, that, uh, from a marketing agency that they work with in Atlanta, that uh, since the start of COVID in March, searches for the word hope have doubled, currently making it one of the most frequently searched words on Google. At the time that I rolled this out to our executive leadership team, I did a search, and in the last seven days, this is a couple months ago now, but in those last seven days, the word hope had been used in hashtags across social media 48 million times in a week. People are looking for hope. Everyone can relate to and connect to hope, and God knew it was an essential human need. That's why he's called us into one glorious hope for the future. Finally, Hope Church matches the culture of our church. Many of you became acquainted with this church. Many of you that are here, many of you watching online became acquainted with our church because of something that the Lord led us to do several years ago called our Nights of Hope and Healing. Amen? Those are coming back in 2021, by the way. Buckle up. See, when I... I, approached the board about it, the first thing my dad said was he said, you know, uh, the thing I love about Hope Church, it talks about who you are, not just where you are. High Country Christian Church told us where we lived, but Hope Church tells the world who we are. Hope and healing is God's heart for this ministry. The name change gives us an even more focused, excuse me, let me read this again. I want to get this right. This name change gives us even more focus and even more clarity. This isn't about changing who we are. It's about zeroing in on who we are and helping the community to see that too. Amen. I want to conclude by saying this, that this is a turning point in our church. It signifies us stepping into a new season. And Some of you may feel the same way that I do when you hear the word season. People have used the word season so many times in the body of Christ. It's just one of those buzzwords that you're like, oh, God, not again. But I do believe that this is actually a new season for our church. I believe we're turning a corner. Pastor Verna that you saw in the first video, some years ago the Lord said this to her, and I was thrilled when Pastor Jonathan shared it with me. It says, life is made up of seasons. Every season has assignments, and every assignment has significance. Life is made up of seasons. Every season has assignments, and every assignment has significance. Our faithfulness to the assignments is what pays off both here and in eternity. I have two calls to action for you as a church, for those who are here, for those who are watching online this morning. I have two calls of action for you. Number one, I need you to pray for me, for my wife, for my children, and for the leadership of this church that we would have wisdom and energy and resources to lead well into this new season. 
some of the things that have been coming out of my heart, of the heart of others in prayer, there's just, God's got so much that he's moving us into as Hope Church. We need to have wisdom and the energy and the resources to lead well into that transition. The second thing that I have as a call to action for you, I need you to commit to January 10th as our launch date. Now, we specifically did that. We, we wanted to do it as close to the new year as possible, but we also wanted to make sure that we didn't impede people's holiday, potential holiday travel. We know people might be coming back from seeing relatives and stuff. Maybe, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in a month in this country. But, um, but we wanted to be as strategic as we could about that. So I'm asking you to commit yourself to January 10th as our launch day. It's the second, San, second Sunday in January. We're going to be providing you with resources and invitation materials, and we want you to take advantage of those. I need your help to fill this place up on, on that Sunday morning with some people who need hope. We will do an altar call. We will lay hands on the sick. We will do anything and everything that needs to be done in this place at that morning to let the world know, not just that Hope Church is here, but that Jesus is the hope of the world. Amen. Guys, at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. Hope Church is all about Jesus. It's not about us. There's all these other things, these graphics and all this stuff we got to do to help get the word out. But at the end of the day, it's not about the pictures. It's not about the stickers. It's about people knowing that Jesus loves them. Amen. So I need you to commit. I need you to make a decision to commit to help us get this word out into our community because they need it so bad. Amen. Y'all know somebody that you work with or live with or spend time with that could use some hope? Amen. I do too. Let's stand up. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church, check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.